Hey guys, I'm In A Word Fab and this is EXO Radio. Once again, I'm back to bring you all the fab you need to know. Who am I? I'm a recovering lawyer. I'm a fashion copywriter. I'm a podcast personality, a personal style curator, and Newark's Glambassador. And here at EXO Radio, we're all about the fashion, the beauty, and the scandal. And of course, this is a no judgment zone, so we're not here for any negativity, just straight talk, no chaser. You can find EXO Radio on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and my website, inawordfab.com. And while you're there, make sure to leave me some comments, review me, five-star me and talk to me i love talking to you guys so feel free to email me at fab at inawordfab.com or you can at me on insta or twitter at inawordfab thank you to my sponsors brown girls bar crawl is in its second year of drunken fun through marstown new jersey every second saturday of the month brown girls bar crawl invades marstown with amazing drinks and apps at discounted prices and uh, wristbands are 15 bucks And for some reason, every crawl ends with a twerk contest. So come connect, socialize, and get your life. Look out for Brown Girls Bar Crawl on FB and Meetup. And we will see you at our next crawl on August 8th. All right, guys, my guest today is a true triple threat who started out as one of the most sought after backup dancers in the industry, working with artists like Rihanna, Diddy, Janelle Monet, Jill Scott, and the Beyonce. She is now set to take over the w- music world with her exciting single, Hiya Bitch, of her upcoming EP, Skin Out, a tribe called Daisha. This gorgeous girl serves face and hair as an ambassador for Miss Jessie's hair care line and has landed acting roles on feature films like Step Up 2 and Step Up 3D. Let's give a big EXO radio welcome with a Vogue, a sachet, and a hair flip for the fabulous Daisha. <laughs> that was like the best intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have an awesome, you know, like resume. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Thanks show. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course, of course. So before we get into everything that you have going on, I want to invite you to join me as I talk about the top three things that totally rocked my week. This is your need-to-know basis. Okay. okay, so it's official. Janet Jackson is back, Okay. Janet Jackson, her last studio album, uh, Discipline, which I fucking loved. Uh, we have we didn't hear from we heard we had Discipline back in 2008. And since mm-hmm. then, the world has been waiting for, you know, what's next for the singer. But it seemed like she was enjoying her life in the Middle East with her hot young billionaire husband. And I guess who yeah. wouldn't be right. But right. fast forward to this past May, right before her 49th birthday, Miss Jackson announced that this year new music and a new world tour and a new movement was coming. Yes. So we yep. found out that Janet and BMG uh, have announced that her new album will be released on her own record label, which is Rhythm Nation Records. And and this is actually making her, um, what they say, the first female African-American recording artist to form her own label, which is kind of shocking. And right. she's definitely taking control because she has an artist services deal rather than a traditional record deal with BMG, which means she retains ownership of her recordings and full oversight of all costs and revenues, which is amazing. And then just this week, she dropped a video for her sexy new single, No Sleep, with an appearance by J. Cole. 
And I'm so excited. She looks amazing. She's giving very That's the Way Love Goes 2015. Ticks for her worldwide tour are on sale. I'm going to the Philly stop February 2016. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So, Daisha, <laughs> are you excited, as I am, for new music, new life-giving music from Janet? I mean, if you're not excited, like, I don't know if we can be friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Janet is, like, my life, so I've been waiting for this moment for years. <laughs> Seriously. Everything she does to me is amazing. I'm just like, I don't even care what she does. It's all amazing to me. <laughs> right? I'm right. trying to get tickets for the Brooklyn show here. I just, Janet just can do no wrong in my book. So anything she does, I'm excited about. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And it was kind of smart of her, I guess, to wait this long because everybody is like chomping at the bit, you know, like, oh, my God, Janet's back. Ah." Yeah, I mean, she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, she really (laughs) can. Janet, she, you know, she's been doing this her whole life. Like, I understand if she wants to take a break for a while and just like be with her husband and like chill out, you know, it's, yeah, there's that. So, yeah. And in between there, Michael died and. You know, yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, you know, she just needs a minute to live. And then she's like, you know what? I miss music. I'm coming back. Awesome. I can do that. Yes, exactly. Uh, Listen, I know she had to get away from, you know, the Jacksons and all their Never Neverland antics and all that. You know, those kids. And she needed a break. So, yeah, I'm happy to have her back. And, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with the tour and the new music. And we will be watching. The second thing. Awesome. We have to talk about Twitter was so lit this week. Oh, my God. So it started on Tuesday when the MTV Awards nominations were announced. Nicki Minaj got in her feelings, honey, about her Anaconda video not being nominated for video of the year. She took to Twitter to talk about um, bias in the industry that often diminishes the work of black women. And here's the quote. She said, if your video celebrates women with very slim bodies, you will be nominated for vid of the year. Now, one of the nominated videos was Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. And, you know, Nikki didn't mention her, but I guess Taylor felt it was a subliminal, like, shade. And uh, so she replied, I've done nothing but love and support you. It's unlike you to pit women against each other. Maybe of the men, one of the men took your slap. Now, this was an interesting, you know, kind of perspective that Taylor had because Bad Blood the single is based entirely on her beef with Katy Perry. So it's like, uh, sorry, Taylor, but you're actually pitting women against each other. But anyway, Nikki did not send for Miss Taylor. And so she was kind of annoyed that Taylor missed the point. Um, Nikki was more talking about just bias against not. She wasn't really talking about bias against women. She was talking about black women in particular. And, um, I guess Taylor ended up apologizing. So all is well there. But I don't know. I don't really feel like I get what Nikki was saying, but I don't really feel like Anaconda was was like video of the year worthy. You know, I'm I'm personally pulling for All Right by Kendrick Lamar. But, you know, Mm. I, I do appreciate what Nikki was saying about black women constantly being in the forefront in terms of creativity, but not necessarily getting the accolades. So what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Well, the thing is, like, I don't know how they vote for this stuff. Like, how, like, what is, what are the, how do they vote for video of the year? Like, right. is it based on views? If it's based on views, then she should have been nominated because I think Anaconda, like, broke a lot of records hmm. for views or something. Is it based on, like, what is it based on? I have no idea. Yeah, you know? I don't know what the criteria um, is. I just know that yeah, there are the dates 
that you have to have had the video debut by. That's the only thing I know. And, um, you know, of course, there's always, you know, there's always bias in in the industry based on race. Like, we can't really deny that. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I I, I don't want to say yes, that's the reason or no, that was the reason, because I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I mean... If I were her, I'd probably be upset too. Like, mm-hmm. so my vi- my video has all these views, like broke records on Vivo or whatever, and like why? Like, just why not? You know? Yeah, yeah. She had a point. But, she had a point. You know, but I think she has a point. I don't know. To me, I think she has a point. Why? Like, why not? Like, I don't see a reason why it wasn't. Yeah. And it's good to hear from Nikki kind of, you know, in terms of bias and talking about these things. A lot of it's, you know, it's known, but people don't necessarily put it out there and talk about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, like one art, like she's showing her sexuality in one way and it it comes off, you know, society views it as like however they view it. (laughs) And then like an artist like Miley, who I think often too, will show her sexuality in another way and it's celebrated and so it's just it's just different it's all like it's a lot of racial stuff Mm. it's it's kind of you know it gets real deep but yeah no that is but that's real i don't know why one is nominated and the other one isn't Mm i really don't because when it comes to viewership and how much people watch it it's kind of the same yeah that's true that's true so and then the last thing we have to talk about is also has to do with Nikki. Speaking of her, her fiance Meek Mill took to Twitter on that same day, Tuesday, to I don't know if there was a full moon or what, but he started a beef with Drake of all people. In a hail of tweets, he accused Drake of relying on a ghostwriter for the verse that he rapped on Meek's latest album. The quote was, he ain't even write that verse on my album. If I would have knew, I would have took it off my album. I don't trick my fans. So this opens up a little bit of conversation in the hip hop community about so-called ghostwriting, um, which, I mean, it's pretty prevalent. It's not really talked about. But a lot of big hip hop stars rely on collaborators for their songs. Um, but in my head, ghostwriting is not collaborating. Ghostwriting is when you write it and I pay you to keep quiet because I'm going to take this. You know what I mean? And your name's not on it. Mm -hmm. Whereas collaboration is you're getting songwriting credit, you know? So I think that's more what Drake is saying he's doing because Quentin Miller, who is the rapper that Meek Mill identified as Drake's ghostwriter, is actually credited on several of Drake's um, songs on his recent album. But either way, by Wednesday night, Meek Mill was on stage apologizing to Nicki at their tour stop in Virginia Because, you know, Nicki and Drake are friends and label mates. But this leads me to the question. I mean, is this Meek Mill and Nicki thing like one big publicity stunt? Are they really doing this? Like, is this happening? Are they trolling everybody? Like, they're touring together. They're like kissing on stage every night. Like, what's happening right now? I don't know. Do you believe it, Daisha? Do you believe this this relationship? I don't know. I think I'm like probably the wrong person to ask about this. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You know, I, you never know. Like, I just, it could be totally real. Like, maybe they're really in love and they're doing their thing and the only time they see each other is when they're on the road and, like, you know, like, 
Who am I to say that it's not real? I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's no total idea. speculation. It's totally <laughs> speculation. But either way, they're definitely one of the most talked about, you know, relationships in hip hop right now. And I guess they're yeah. playing the game wisely. You know, they have records to sell. You know, live your life. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and if you want to know. <laughs> yes. And Drake did finally snap back at uh, Meek with a diss track of his own charged up. So if you want to know more about that beef, you can check out that single. But anyway, that's your need to know basis. Okay. <laughs> so now I have to ask you. So I'm totally in love with your new single. And yes, it seems tailor made for the gays. Because, of course, Haya is, if you guys didn't know, is like a legendary gay vernacular for like you are chopped, which, you know, basically comes from the ball scene. So how much were you inspired by that whole scene? Um, totally inspired by the scene. I've been, you know, dancing for a long time in New York and there's a lot of underground kind of scenes like, you know, the Vogue scene, ballroom scene, underground hip hop, like all these kind of things that are just really raw. Yeah, and um, it's totally just stemmed from that. Like, there's no way I could say it wasn't. Like, it just totally was. Yes, 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 and, uh, yes. I love the scene, and it's all very inspiring and artsy, and different, and creative, and so I love it. Right. And what what yeah. kind of message were you trying to give across with the single? Um, there's there's a couple meanings, but basically it's just like as you said, like just chopping haters, chopping people out of your life who like don't believe in you or or aren't on your level or feel like you can't do something or you know just like oh yeah you're chopped like (laughs) this is my life like don't tell me what i need to be doing yes i believe in myself and that's all that matters Uh, i love that i love that now you actually performed at the latex ball last night right speaking of the ball scene right 25th anniversary how major was that it was amazing, and like for my first performance at a ball scene, and I, I performed with MC Deborah, who's just freaking amazing and like such a natural performer. And I got to perform during LSS, which is when they like announce all the people in the room. So it was kind of special for me to perform during that scene, and not like in the beginning or something like that. But right. It was just a very special moment for me. I was like, wow, I'm here. Like, this is awesome. Yes. That was like the perfect place to, you know, kind of like almost debut that song. Yeah. So a lot of fun. What is really cool about you is like you're coming from like the school of J-Lo, you know, who started out as a background dancer, then moved to the career of the spotlight as a singer and an actress. So how has that been for you? And what have been some of the challenges along the way? It's funny you say Jayla because she's one of my like inspirations about this business. But um, you know, it's there's always challenges. But one of the it's mostly just trying to get out of the dancer bubble because once you're in a once you're a backup dancer, people just see you as that, and it's hard for them to view you as anything else or right. you like surpassing that. So it's it's been interesting, just like changing people's minds of how they see me kind of right and just not even caring just kind of doing what i do and then they're like oh wow you're really doing it i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah (laughs) you know so um it was just interesting just kind of breaking molds and breaking patterns or 
you know, just going stepping stones, being very patient because things take time mm. and you never really know when the break is coming or where the break will come from, or you just have to always stay prepared. So it's also difficult just always staying ready, you know, always being in class, always training for anything and everything that may just come up, you know. Mm, mm. So it seems like you had a big break back in 2015 or 13, speaking of big breaks where you got the attention of L.A. Reid. Mm-hmm. And so what happened with that? He signed you on the spot? Yeah, he did. Um, one of the writers that was working with me had a meeting with him about TLC, actually, and the meeting was pretty short, I guess, so she decided to play some of my records that she'd been working on. And he really liked them and was asking, like, where is this person? Where is she? She's in New York. Like, can you bring her in right now? And... <laughs> Um, the writer, her name is Ursula. Um, she called us and was like, Ellie Reed wants to see you. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Like, is this a joke? Right. <laughs> and then like an hour later, I had to figure it out, put some makeup on. Like, I borrowed a friend's t-shirt, like just around the office and did like three songs in front of the whole office. And then like 20 minutes later, I got signed. It was crazy. Oh my God. That must have been yeah. so surreal. It was crazy. I was like, this just happened. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like definitely an an example of you have to like stay ready, you know, because you never know when your break is coming. You you never know. It just comes out of nowhere. So are you still working with him or what's going on with your management and all that good stuff? I still have my management. I'm not with Epic anymore. Um, They just didn't really know where to put me they they didn't feel they knew what to do with me which hmm. is totally fine right i'm like okay well i don't want to be stuck somewhere where they don't get it so yeah <laughs> i was like okay but um yeah now i'm i'm still with my management and we're just gonna put stuff out independently for now and start our own little movement and yeah on, you know so very cool and so yeah. speaking of which your your upcoming ep is skin out a tribe called daisha so how'd you come up with mm-hmm. that title well again skin out is kind of like another term which means like just have fun let it all go let it all hang out like have have a party like <laughs> that's kind of what it means and like a tribe called daisha like i call my community, my family, my fans, the tribe, that's what we're called. Okay, so okay. The tribe called Daisha. So it's really just, like, the EP is going to be a lot of songs like Haya, that kind of vibe. So it's really just a nice intro, fun, um, get a feel of me and, like, my whole vibe. So that's what, what it's going to be. But it's a little teaser. Like, I have so much music, you know, so it's just an intro as to what you're going to hear in the future you know okay all right (laughs) yeah now we also must talk about your hair okay because it's like slightly legendary i mean it's like so it's like so big and luscious and curly and wild yes big and luscious um so yeah it's not surprising that miss jesse's tapped you as the face of their brand how did that come about um they were in the office in my management office one day for something else. I don't even know why they were there, but I know their faces because in New York, like, you know, their sisters' faces are always on billboards and stuff. Yes. And so when I walked in and I saw them, I just, like, peeped in the room. I was like, oh, my God, hi. Like, I love your 
your products and like hi <laughs> right <laughs> they were like oh thanks and then later they had asked like my manager like who is that like you know her hair I guess would be good for our brand and whatever so that's kind of how it started I just kind of like inserted myself <laughs> hi. it worked hair. out for you <laughs> okay so I know that this question is annoying because you know when I'm, I'm wearing my hair natural now too and people are like Oh, oh my God, like what products do you use? How do you get your hair like that? And you're almost like, girl, this is my curl pattern. It's from God, okay? But <laughs> I need to know what is what products are you using? Like how do you take care of your hair just so we can get all in your business? Okay. <laughs> um, I actually use um Diva. Do you know if Diva is Sean? No. You heard of Diva Sean? Okay. So Diva Sean is another curly hair like curly hair brand and it's like green and white bottle but I use all of their products and um, I use their conditioner and this is with any any brand I always leave the conditioner in like I, I never wash it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so yes. I, you know I, I shampoo the hair which I always use like a non-alcoholic um, shampoo so it doesn't dry it out okay and, um, yeah, after that, I'll, like, I'll put the conditioner in and comb it out in the shower, but then I just bring it out. I'll never wash it out. Yes. And that's, like, any conditioner. Okay. And then um, I'll, like, lightly run through a, a gel. They have their own gel, too. Um, and I'll diffuse it. Like, I flip my head over, and I'll diffuse underneath for, like, 10 minutes just so it's not dripping. Right. Um, and it's still damp. And then I'll just let it air dry so the definition is so good and it's not, like, fuzzy. Oh, (laughs) see? So that sounds doable. Okay. Yeah, I always air dry because, yeah, if I try to, like, blow dry it dry, it'll be frizzy. Yes. I hate when people are like, oh, you should diffuse. I'm like, that never works for me. It always turns into a frizzy mess. Yeah, I diffuse it lightly just so, like, when you flip the head back over, like, you have that volume at the top. Oh, but, but you only diffuse with your head flipped. Yeah, I don't diffuse it like just standing up. I always right. put my head over it and get the crown of my head, like just so it gives some body. But then it's mostly air dried. Like it'll take a good hour to dry fully. Wow. So wait, what <laughs> yeah. was that brand again? Could you spell that out? Because I might need to look into that. Devachan. Yeah, D E V A C H A N. Okay, yes, yeah. and ooh, has so much body, and so it's very fabulous. Um, and now, is that? Do you ever put tracks in there, or is that just all yours? Um, I rarely ever wear extra hair, but if I have like a photo shoot or like a a show where I just want to feel like a freaking Amazon, then I'll put some <laughs> some clip-ins in. But usually, it's all mine. And if I want to make it really big, I just kind of choose it out. Got it. fabulous i've just always had a lot of (laughs) girl yes i know your mother was mad at you (laughs) she's got a lot of hair so she's oh she was used to it yeah okay and she's always worn it natural so that's why oh wow i guess i just like you know used to it yeah it's awesome (laughs) now you've toured with so many major artists right so you have to tell me your craziest story from the road? Oh, um, 
you've worked with i have to say santi gold i don't know if you've heard yes if you know of her yeah mm-hmm. i i toured with her on and off for like over a year and she's probably the coolest one she's very like hands-on so she'll like a lot of artists are very separate like they don't really like to deal with dancers or like they'll ride separately they're very you know okay whatever so she's just very hands-on we eat together she's on the bus with us She's very, she makes her own costumes. She designs everything. She's really interested in art and like, we should do all of this. This would be fun to do. Like, well, how are you feeling? Like, what's up? Like, you know, she's, it was just very like, we felt, I felt like a part of a whole tour family and not just like, I'm the dancer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so cool. This is the best. Okay. The most fun. Yeah. And we definitely have to talk about your acting career because I know that's popping in your life too. I just saw you were working on a movie recently, right? Yeah, I just finished um, The Breaks, which will be on VH1. I think in December it'll come out. But yeah, that was my first um, acting role that I booked. So that was exciting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what? tell yeah. us a little about, about the movie. Um, it's about the music industry, about this label called foray management in the 90s and um basically there's this girl like straight out of college who's trying to break into the business side of the music industry and it's kind of her struggle trying to break in and like you know the story with her and like love life and all that kind of stuff and like the crazy just the craziness of the 90s and business and women and drugs and all this kind of stuff so <laughs> oh cool i didn't know it was 90s yeah. based that should be interesting yeah it's 90s based so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool and will you you'll be dancing in it too stuff. or no dance no dancing <laughs> wow no, like just just my role okay well no, that's good of- you know, I told them, I'm like, this is 90s. Like, if you need me to break out of that, let me know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, the breaks? What? No dancing? Yeah, come on. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. But this is good for you. You can just show the people another side of you all together. Yeah, I was excited to just do this. I was like, wow, okay, finally. Because I've been auditioning, like, over a year for different things. So this is the first thing I finally got. That's so awesome. Yes. Well, I'm excited <laughs> to keep seeing as your career just keeps going up 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 but uh before i let you go can we play a quick game okay all right so this is called sorry not sorry okay so (laughs) daisha this is your opportunity to apologize to someone in your life and then also to read someone in your life okay Okay, so the sorry i mean somewhere in your life you did something to somebody that you're sorry for right it could be something big it could be something small but this is your opportunity in front of the world to make amends right so daisha who is getting your sorry oh my gosh um oh my god i'm so lame (laughs) (laughs) i mean did you cut in front of somebody or something what Like, I'm freaking, like, I don't know if you, I know you don't know me well, but I'm freaking, like, a zen, like, yoga, heal the world kind of person. Like, I, on the top of my head, I can't even think of anything that I've done. 
All right. What about, you know, what about to yourself? Do you need to apologize to yourself for something? No. I'm, no? Listen, I'm walking out here fear. Sorry, not sorry. That's yes. Sorry. Anything I do. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. So this is the not sorry part. Okay. Who are you pissed at? Okay. That you need to read them right now. This is your opportunity to let them have it. Daisha, who is getting your not sorry? My not sorry is to all the haters who didn't think that I would even get signed in the first place. Mm. Who don't, who never thought I would ever, you know, even dance. Like, there were people that didn't even think I would, you know, in high school, like, oh, like, you're too big, you're too this, you're too that. Oh, you, oh, you trying to sing? Why? Like, ugh. So, sorry, not sorry, booze. All the boo-boos out there. I'm doing it, and I'm going to keep doing it. So, ah! sorry, not sorry. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about right there. Deja, so fabulous to speak with you. Please tell us where we can find you on social media, and then where can we get the single and the EP? All my social media is at I am the Deja, I A M T H E D A I S H A. That's like everything. You can find me under that handle. And the single. You can download it for free on SoundCloud. Oh, great. And the video is out on YouTube. So check it all out. But on, like, my Instagram and my Twitter, like, all the links are there. So just go follow me and you'll find everything. I'm so excited for your movie and your EP. Thank you so much for calling EXO Radio today. Please come back when you're in town. This is fun. (laughs) I'm so glad. And we'll have to meet in person one of these days. We'll tell Raphael to make it happen. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. All right, guys. So for our fashion moment, there are two MAC makeup lines I'm super excited about um, that are, well, one is debuting in 2016. MAC recently announced they are going to release a line of makeup inspired by the late Latina songstress Selena Quintanilla. Yes, Selena. This all came about thanks to actually Change.org. Fans of Selena got 37,000 plus online signatures um, for a petition for Mac to create this line. So Selena is still getting her life all these years later um, after being fatally shot in 1995. Selena, I guess, is just as relevant now as she was back then. And did you know her family recently announced she's going to be going on tour? Yes, she's going on tour. A holographic version is going to perform her songs. Lord, the hologram lives on. But I'm excited about this line because she was a fierce diva while she was alive. And then the other Mac line, uh, Gian Battista Valli for Mac, is in stores right now. I'm super, um, really happy about this line. Now, Valli is a French designer who's well-known for his florals and his textures. Um, But for his line, he pulled five different color swatches out of his fashion vault. The colors range from a pale pink to a dark brown, okay? The most exciting part is that the bullet itself, the case to the lipstick, is the color of the actual lipstick, which I think is totally genius. So it's like no more fishing around in your makeup bag or having to open each one or read the tag at the bottom, which is usually rubbed off trying to find the right shade, you know? 
it's super easy, uh, user friendly, and these lipsticks are limited edition. So if you want to try them out, go get one right now. All right, guys, make sure you check out my guy Bionic Marks podcast, The Cosign. Big hugs and kisses to Jamison, my producer. Make sure you download Great Scott's Think, the audiobook. Thank you so much to my fabulous guest, Daisha, and to Raphael. Thank you, boo. And love to my sponsors. And you know what? Thank you guys for listening. I love you like XO. Bye. <laughs>